I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello guys, welcome to this week's episode of Heavy Metal Tones with me, your podcast host Tony Evans. Uh, firstly, I'd like to say slightly apologise for last week's episode. I'm sure none of you really noticed that I was not myself, although Benji did make that point. I'd had a few gins, it'd been a very hard week, I hadn't enjoyed what I recorded and when I put the next one out, even though I had all good intentions, I think I rambled into new territory for this old man anyway i hope you did enjoy it um it was a i had one plan and it went to another uh you know these things happen uh, today though uh, no gin just tea um uh, it's been a long day i've done a lot today but it's still good nice and relaxed oh, my notes in front of me um anyway so there's me off to a ramble already so firstly i'd like to say to you and to let you know that I'm now on um, a thing called Buy Me a Coffee. Now, Buy Me a Coffee is a way of promoting podcast providers uh, and hosts with little bits of donation money here and there. It's so that we can pay for the hosting and um, time to record, albums to buy, um, streaming platforms to to subscribe to, that sort of thing. Um, I've already had one lovely man donate me three coffees. Uh, you can do, you can jump in and do whatever you want. You don't have to, you don't have to do a regular thing. It's if you feel like doing it, do it. If you don't, don't. That's fine. I'll put the link in the description below in the show notes. Um, it, it will be very, very helpful. There is a subscription section there, a bit like Patreon. I'm not sure I'm going to do that yet personally. So I'll just put thoughts out there for you. Um, but anyway, that's there. So there's buy me a coffee, guys. So if you do want to buy me a coffee slash tea, as you know, I only drink coffee once a week on a Sunday with my wife. Um, I know people think look at me odd when I say that, but I just coffee's not my thing. I don't mind the occasional one, uh, but it's not really for me. It's a, a little bit too. Um, I get too much of a head rush from it, which is good, I suppose. But uh, yeah, there were times when there was a time uh, I just sort of digress but there's a time when my wife and I went Christmas shopping um, 
we had a, we got double espressos. We didn't mean to. We just got double strength coffees, and we went shopping. And I was I just felt out of control, and I turned to Karen and I said, "Oh, hey, you know, is it me or do you feel really out of control?" And she said, "Yeah, must be. Well, why? It was because we're not used to having strong coffee, and we were both really hyper." Uh, it helped with the Christmas shopping. I, I'd know that. Anyway, a side note: this week's episode is the one of the fir- of four. So in February, this is going to be. I was going to leave for for another month, you know, for the anniversary of the album. I thought, no, I'm going to do it now. So February is Iron Maiden month in the land of heavy metal tones. Um, lots of people jumping up and down and shouting and cheering. Others are going, oh, not Maiden again. Um, but it's my show, so. <coughs> Anyway, Iron Maiden Month, and I thought, what do I do in Iron Maiden Month? Do I go into the history of the band? I'm not going to do that, because everyone who's plugged into this podcast more than likely know the full ins and outs of the world's greatest rock band. Um, And so I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to pick four, which is really difficult, four of my favourite albums. Um, Not going to be in any particular order, although this one I'm about to talk about today is my favorite um it's my favorite and it's been my favorite for a very long time um and it's one of those ones there where maiden fans either love it all love it but they will go they'll sort of they tend to amble towards other albums because they're more, more flash and more pomp and more circumstance and more fireworks and more pyrotechnics and more flashy artwork but uh, this particular one, and this is a piece of mind, uh, released in on the 16th of May 1983 on EMI Records, um, is the first album with Nico McBrain on drums, who, now be, who then became, of course, the um, stalwart of the band. This alone is a, a moment. Put my teeth in, Tony. Monumentous occasion monumental occasion because you have before him i truly believe the greatest one of the greatest drummers ever to hold a set of sticks uh, absolutely in clive burr there there is no drummer on the planet who had as much swing as he did with as much power and precision at his age these are not 30, 40 year old men, 50 year old men that have been playing for 40 years. These are young boys. I think really, you know, um, there was a whole host of great drummers in the late 70s to early 80s um, that were just amazing. I mean, other another one in that ilk is Paul Cook from the Pistols. I mean, again, untrained, simple rhythms, powerful and and, and, and driving. And the same, this is the same with um, Clive Burr. So when sadly Clive leaves, you think there's a massive hole to fill. Well, um, the Maiden have been playing and, and touring in Europe, I mean, mainly in France and places that with a band called Trust. And in that band was Nico. Now they saw Nico, they liked him. I think they they approached his management just as they had uh, the Maiden management done before with Samson for Bruce. And um, he liked what he saw and thought, He'll come and join. Best move of his life, I'd imagine. It reached the charts, uh, quite did quite well in the charts. Number three in the UK, 17 in Australia, and 14 in the US of A. So really healthy numbers. 
Uh, it had two singles of it, um, Flight of Icarus, uh, that got to number 11 in the UK, and The Trooper, which um, got to number 12. So really sort of synergistic numbers there. Um, it's Why is it my favourite? Uh, I think it's my favourite because it straddles, it really does straddle the, the wave and the crest of new wave of British heavy metal. It, it is, it's um, all at once uh, the perfect new album album and all at once not a new album album. It's really fascinating dichotomy of sounds on that album. And yes, I said dichotomy. I did. And you can't stop me. And I've said it again. There you go, Mr. Know-it-all. It was produced by the late, great Martin Birch, who sadly we lost in 2020 at the age of um, 73 uh, you know sadly what a great producer I mean, he produced uh, Deep Purple Rainbow Sabbath White Snake uh, just to name a few 71 he was so not 73 before you write in and complain I just looked at my handwriting couldn't read it anyway Martin Birch 71 God is your soul what a great producer anyway so it straddled that sound and it was important, I think, for me because it was one of the first albums I ever heard of Maiden. Um, it was the album cover again um, by uh, the fabulous and wonderful notes, notes, notes. Derek Riggs. I knew it was Derek Riggs, but my brain went there. Derek Riggs um, again, wonderful, catching, interesting. Tells nothing to do with the album and what's in it. Um, wonderful uh, play on words you know Eddie in a, a padded cell chained with lots of chains just wants to break free and get out um, and that just is exactly what the album does it has this um, break free and get out energy that the lads have put together this is now the lineup that will stay the lineup up until um, Bruce and uh, Adrian um, left and came back um, so it, it's, it, it is a really tremendous album. It's that leading, you know, coming out from, um, you know, Number of the Beast, a, a behemoth of an album with huge singles and, you know, uh, just a like the cornerstone of the Wobbum um, uh, uh, genre. I think along with... The Tigers of Pang Tang's Wildcat. These two albums, oh, and Diamond Heads, um, Light to the Nations, are the albums that really set forth that, that wonderful motion, that wonderful uh, um, subgenre of heavy metal that we love, that I love anyway. Kerrang had a made a had a poll, um, ran a poll a few years ago, and the number one heavy metal album of all time was voted by the public was Peace of Mind, followed by Number of the Beast. That surprises me because I always thought that number of the uh, peace of mind was my favorite, and everyone would go for Power Slave or, or um, Seventh Son, or oh yeah, Number of the Beast. I, I just it did surprise me. Of course, we know that Maiden um, straddles two uh, eras, and I will be doing one of the Diano era albums, um, yet one of the only two, um, uh, in this top four, uh, and probably my honorable honorable mentions. Uh, but it is. It's so. Look, why do I love it? Look, I I put it on at the age of eleven or twelve, maybe. Yeah, 
um, brother had it, as I said before, um, a lot of my influences come through my family, uh, and uh, I put it on, and <sighs> listen, it, it is the most single-long album, maiden album, I reckon there is. The uh, It has one hell of an amazing track in The Trooper, which we'll talk about in a minute. It has uh, the beginnings of the epics, um, of, the, of the maiden epics that were going to come. It's that sort of sweet spot, just as you, know, you want to feel them breaking into that prog um, genre that they now, I reckon, own. Um, they weren't; it wasn't quite um, there, but it was. It was. There was. It was mythology and. There was and there's science fiction and there's um, you know there's war everything that you you know that, that the Steve Harris and the boys love. Steve Harris, of course, recorded uh, wrote most of the, of the songs with the with the guys. I mean, I think he wrote all of them in pairs of people. Um, of course, that's classic Steve Harris. You know, he's a musical genius. I've talked this before on the show. Um, those out there who who are new to Maiden. And I hope some of them you are, are are new to them and listen to this episode and go, okay, I'm going to start there. Um, uh, just be be aware that it, the, the the beast of Maiden is so diverse and is so multifaceted and so many faced that um, unlike say the Stones or, or or the big bands that have been around a long time that haven't changed, they didn't change much. Whereas Maiden has really really um, evolved, I think is the right word. They, like the Beatles did, you know, right from their very first album right to to um, their last, where you, there was a musical uh, evolution and a musical. The boys grew up. I think that's what these Maiden's albums are. That boys have grown up, and and they and they've learnt more, and they've they've learnt made mistakes. And let's face it, they make mistakes. Um, you know, the guitar synths on. Um, somewhere back in time uh, you know we could talk about that another day but so it's that straddling of that sound it's not I think that people say that number of the beast was the last great new album album I don't agree I think that peace of mind was the last great new album album uh, from the maiden band anyway there's lots of great new album albums after that by other bands but it from maiden because it it did have that sense of adventure that sense of DIY steel, that sense of um, a genius bubbling behind it with the hands of Dave Murray and and, and Adrian Smith and, and, and Bruce Dickinson and Nico and, and you know, just all bubbling away um, with Steve Harris, you know, just creating these amazing pieces of work. Um, and I honestly think this album is all killer, no filler. I don't think there's a track on this album that I go, oh, you know, I'm not quite sure. I don't know, I'll skip. But I never do. I just don't do it. Um, and I play this album once a month. I have done since I was probably 15 or 16, to be fair. I mean, I went away from it um, because when I was 11, I listened to that. But I also listened to hip-hop and punk and you know uh, electronic and all that sort of stuff that you do in the phases of your life and so I sort of chucked that away for a little while until I rediscovered Maiden when I when I bought um, Power Slave on its release and then I went back and 
didn't have a copy of it and so when I bought it on cassette you know as you did because it was cheap and it was easy to transport um, yeah anyway so this that's the that's my intro to this this wonderful album and this wonderful band and uh, what we're gonna do on the B side when we come back is we're gonna look at track by track of this album uh, appreciate it a little bit more uh, and uh, and hopefully those that don't like it we might change their minds those that love it might just sing along with me anyway um, I'll see you on the big, on the flip side, guys. See you on the B side. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare Tri-Term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. side of the show and uh, to a rundown of as we were talking about in the first part um, Peace of Mind Iron Maiden's um, first album with Nick and McBrain on drums and the for me the golden era of Maiden uh, of the first part of, of the life of Maiden anyway or maybe the, is it the first part? No because maybe the second phase I don't know, whatever way you want to look at it, the golden era of this era of my favourite part of Maiden. Um, in the, what I call, I often like to describe as the cartoon era of Maiden, uh, which means it's all colourful and bright and brash and joyful and youthful before it became more uh, intellectual and progressive. So, we open up the, now, the, f- the first side of the album and you put your needle in the groove, you press play on your cassette recorder or you press play on your CD player 
or you push your eight track into your car and you turn the eight track on or if you really are inclined you your reel to reel tape and they are out there um, and you get this amazing double kick drum intro to where eagles dare now where eagles dare is a war movie um, I'm not going to describe the story I'll let you go and watch the movie it's brilliant one of my favorite war movies of all time and uh, it's just um, it's so Steve Harris it's so Bruce Dickinson it's just got them all over it um, war and uh, war themes and they, they really do in this song I think particularly with Nico's drumming um, it really sums up um, uh, the 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 story of the of the of, of the, where Eagle was there. Did you hear the seamless edit there? You probably didn't. Anyway, <laughs> I stopped to have a quick drink because my throat was dry, and um, and then I realised I'd press stop and not pause. You know, I'm not a technical wizard. You know that, guys. That's why you're here. Otherwise you'd be going to a more plush program. So what about the Eagles there? And so it picks up that, you know, it really has that um, wonderful uh, way of portraying the movie. The movie had Richard Burton and Cliff Eastwood, Eastwood in it. Um, and it was just, it's it was made in 1968. It's a, it's a fantastic, tip classic um, 60s warm movie. And, you know, it's sort of, it's... Uh, it is one of those movies that, once you've seen it, you you you, you it gets stuck in your mind forever. It really is. It's um, it's basically about the winter um, of 1943-44 um, on the Western Front, uh, and it's it's got commandos and it's got transport and it's got the German Alps in it and it's got U.S. Army Rangers in it. It's just a great movie and a fun movie to watch. So that aside that's what that song does it gets it gets your race your pulses racing it's the first song of the on the on the album and the first time we get to introduce nico and what does he do he goes double bass drum double kick drum it's just perfect introduction to a new drummer dynamic dynamic and ever so slightly mad i mean all drummers are slightly mad but nico is on sometimes on the wrong side of crazy isn't he you know what i mean when i say that in the nicest way with him we then roll into Revelations, a very well-loved live song, and Steve Harris hates it. It's really, really interesting. And you know what? If, because of um, the live album, because of Live After Death, I can't help myself. Every time that plays, the Eagle Dares, where Eagles Dare finishes, I always tend to, in my voice, go, you know, in Bruce's voice, you know, and Revelations, this one, and... And you know it's biblical. It's um, again, um, you know. I, I, you know, I, in life, I was always I always loved school. Um, I did. I'm one of those weird people. I loved school. Uh, I loved to learn, and I my music teachers and my I just love my I love school. Uh, and in life, I've learned more from Monty Python and Iron Maiden than I've, I'll ever learn from a classroom. <laughs> you know, because 
I'd put on a song or listen to about you know Monty Python have a sketch about a philosopher, and I'd go and look it up in the library pre Google people pre Google, um, you know, or ask my brother who was very intelligent. Same with I made revelations. Not being Christian, don't really know too much about biblical information, so revelations was it's new to me. It was new to me then. I learned a lot. You know, it's about the. I I take from it that it's about. Um, you know the uh, about the end of the world. It's, it probably isn't. I mean, who knows? Really deep down, um, I'm sure Steve knows more about what that's about. I mean, lyrically, um, it's a quite an interesting song. You know, we have like, "Oh God of earth and water, bow down and hear our cry. Our earthly rulers falter, our people drift and die. The walls of gold in two must, the swords of scorn divide. Take not thy thunder from us." take away our pride so you know very religious connotations in there you know just a babe in black in in the back of black abyss no reason for a place like this the walls are cold our souls cry out in pain an easy way for the blind to go a clever path for the fools who know i mean these are young men these are, this is wonderful lyric you know um in this and I, i'm not sure why um steve doesn't like it he just doesn't hey it's up to him he's the he's the musician and we're the we're the people that listen a lot of great artists artists don't like their art um i went to art college um and as Be- as benji likes to always point out he's a big um uh a red dwarf fan you know you went to art college yes i did uh, how'd you get in i just took, walked into the school no um uh, and so, you know, when I used to paint, it was always very painful and creative. Or writing music, it was painful and hurt. And I, if it didn't make you, if it didn't hurt you when you're creating, I never felt it was you were doing it properly. Um, it felt like if you weren't, if you weren't, you know, oh, was, didn't want to look at your painting or listen to your music or look at your words, you probably weren't creating enough correctly. It's, that's, that's my vision, my view. Anyway, that's probably where Steve comes from this. And then we're going to fly the flight of Icarus, another you know um, ancient story, you know about the boy that flies too close to the sun, with wings of wax and and feathers. Um, brilliant live performance, um, lyrically. Um, again, I I looked it up in a book uh, when I first heard it. I had no idea at the age of eleven, twelve. Um, brilliant. Um, brilliant brilliant I'm, I'm saying brilliant too many times uh, i'm sorry about that it's just this is the way i feel about this album uh, and, and fly of icarus is actually one of my favorite songs on the album because it's sort of again it's musically it has the maiden gallop like, like all the other songs before it it's dynamic it flows it doesn't hang around it's like three minutes and 48 seconds or something like that it doesn't try and be 10 minute epic it's um it's uh, really, uh, it's just, yeah, it, it, it is what it is, of course. It is that middle of the A-side song. Um, and so it's, it sort of is trying to um, pad it a bit. But I think this is, I mean, it's difficult when you're writing an album, I'm a, a, you know, or, or we can sit here and say this song should go there and this song should go there. I mean, I know that when Marillion re-released Clutching at Straws, they put in Going Under on the one of the on the A side, and I absolutely loathe that song with a passion. 
um, John likes it and he says because he doesn't know the album that well and I, I always skip it and I always think I always put that song somewhere else I was going to do it it's always difficult to write when you're right putting a running orders down for songs but it is the middle of the of the b-side or the a-side sorry and it's just before a really sing-along final song to the a-side um, and that's die with your boots on now this is Bruce I think at some of his very best uh it, it you you can't help but not but you know sing the lyric you know to yourself it's 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 sort of i've only i've seen him play it live maybe four or five times um and bruce just i think you can see the smile on your face when he plays it you know with lyrics like uh, yet another prophet of disaster who says this ship is lost another prophet of disaster leaving you to count the cost i mean just fantastic no point in asking when it is no point in asking who's to go no point in asking what's the game no point in asking who's to blame you know because you're going to die who's going to die die with your boots on it's just again it's that whole Shiralvik um, love that Bruce is a a well-known sort of semi-professional I think he could have fenced for England I think he was saying you know fencer and so he has that that has a fencing feel to it, you know. It has um, the only thing the lyric in thirteen, the beast is rising. The Frenchman did surmise through earthquakes and starvation, the warlord will arise. So of course, that's from Nostradamus. Um, Terror, death, destruction pour from the eastern sands, but the truth of all predictions is always in your hands. So again, you can feel this album. Is, it does have a theme even though I said before I don't think it's thematic there is lots of biblical themes there's lots of end of world themes um, and it's also really sing-along uh, brilliant so that side peters out to a wonderful track that is brilliant live and if you ever see them live and if you aren't lucky enough to see them live and you do get to and I hope they play that song there's two songs you want them to play that one in my opinion or three, The Trooper, which they play all the time in Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, but that is a different story. That's a different album, that's for a couple of weeks' time. So we flip the B-side over, and we get no rest. We go straight into The Trooper. So, you know, everyone, God, man, woman, and child listening to this show, and who loves heavy metal, knows The Trooper. I have a great big tattoo of The Trooper on my back, with him holding the flag. It's the Crimean War. It's it's the Crimean War because it's obviously it's the um, I think it's the it's the you know the league um, onwards onwards that sort of thing you know that the the, um, the the poem um, and I've gone blank let me just pause while I go and get my head into somewhere sorry guys Alfred Lord Tennyson's poem the um, charge of the light brigade of course that's what i meant at the battle of balaclava in 1854 this is what it's about my brain went old man as it can do every now and again it is hot here in canberra it's been really muggy the last few days and i have been painting the bathroom today so maybe the fumes of the paint have got my head going anyway so brilliant brilliant song um thunderous wonderful lyric uh again uh you know what more could you ask for in, um, in in a memorable song? It's it's one of those singles that um, once you've uh, you've heard it, you're never going to unhear it. You know, I mean, I, I just absolutely that the bugle sounds, the charge begins, but on this battlefield, no one wins. The smell of acrid smoke and horses' breath as I plunge onto uncertain death. These are young. What these are young men writing this stuff? It's just. 
we hurtle bodies that lay on the ground and the Russians fire another round. We get so near yet so far away we won't live to fight another day. <sighs> you know, it gives you goosebumps when you actually re read the lyric. Um, and uh, it's just, yeah, brilliant and a, you know, a fantastic, a fantastic um, beginning to the B-side. Again, as I said, all, f all killer, no filler, you know, all killer, no filler. And then we get Sun and Steel. And again, you get no rest from the war theme or the 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 creativity of these really intelligent men. So um, this is based on a book um, re uh, uh, released in 1968. It's basically about samurai. So it's a samurai and um, and uh, the life of a samurai. Uh, it's... Uh, it's uh, a book I don't I would you know would I pick up and read that no but well-educated men I mean Steve Harris and Bruce Dickinson and the boys are well-educated men they may be from the east end of London they may have grown up post-war and in a time of austerity um, you know but they are really intelligent men and they and they look um, to they look to 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 educate themselves and and they, I think they particularly Steve you find love in books you know, lyrics like, when you killed your first man at 13, killer instinct, animal supreme. By 16, you had to learn to fight the way of the warrior. You took it as your right. I mean, again, just <sighs> sunlight falling on your steel. Death is in life is your ideal. Life is like a wheel. Okay. And, the, and you know what the thing is? There's uh, uh, There will be legions and legions of heavy metal fans out there banging their heads to this and listeners have no idea what they're on about um, and that's okay because it's entertainment and you enjoy it for what it is uh, for me I like to to know more about these things and it really makes this album even more interesting um, we then go on to um, the last song on the album to tame a land now in some prints of this was released with the original name June um, D-U-N-E Dune um, not June the month, um, and uh, and so I'd love a copy of that. They called for quite a bit of money, those, and I'm sure that uh, Matt, uh, my friend, good Matt, the Iron Maiden nut out there, has got a copy. I have only got the original one with with uh, Land on it. Now, Tatema Land is based on Herbert's book Dune, the fight for survival uh, for a battle of great houses for a land, a planet that's unsurvivable, that produces this, probably the spice that helps you travel through time and sp uh, through dis great distance in space. Um, and uh, it is the, it's the biggest selling science fiction book of all time. Uh, it has been printed many, many times. There's been two great movies. I like the David Lynch movie and I like the one that just got released recently. Um, both vastly different movies to each other. Another epic song. You know, the, he uses quite difficult lyrical word names from a science fiction book like Dawn Jabbar and things, which are very difficult to get in, to write a, a six or seven minute song based on a book that's a thousand to two thousand pages long is really something to be think about. I mean, the these sort of big prog bands of the 70s were doing that in one side of an album. You know, these guys are doing it with panache and and and, and speed and and and, it, and and great guitar solos and wonderful 
bass intricate bass harmonies and it's not just and you know Steve doesn't just sit behind like most bass players did at one point you know one octave down behind the guitars and off you go he did a lot uh, like Giza Butler you know he played the same guitar parts as as Tony or, or Adrian or, or, or the others and he just played you know he just played his parts or, or Dave but he's more he's more of a band leader sometimes than um, Bruce and it's funny stories you know where Bruce had to get Steve to move his um, monitors and he's because he wanted Steve wanted to be in front uh, and didn't want Bruce to be there so the fought over the space on the stage um, you know and it, we all know what but Steve holds his bass like a gun and you know aims at the audience the thrill you get so you know Dune Enders ends a great album and um, it truly is a five out of five star album. There is not a moment in it that I regret. I know, as I said before, Steve doesn't like Revelations. I mean, I'm sure out there, many of the members of the band have got songs that they don't like from a lot of the albums. Um, but this is, the, I think, the last of the great New Album era albums. It really is. It, it's that. the It's sort of DIY ethos. Um, it's colourful. It's comical. It's beautifully... Um, uh, paste. It's got a great. Um, the I think the 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 mix on the album is brilliant. The lineup of songs flows. There's not a moment where it stalls. stalls. Um, if it wasn't for the fact the old days you had to flip it, flip it over, it would just run straight through from "Die with Your Boots" onto the Trooper. Um, it is. If you were doing a best of, this would be the album of the early Maiden, or particularly the um, the. I think it's definitely the first. It's the first great post Burr album. Um, it's the great. I think it's the best post Burr album. Um, God rest his soul. I hope he's up there hitting those skins hard with the rest of the guys, uh, with his heroes. Um, so I hope that that gets you enthusiastic about this album. Um, those are on the sort of fringes and not sure. Give it a go. You can get it anywhere now. You can get it in special editions. I'd urge you to get. Try and get the non-reissue. Um, Just try and hear what it was, how the band put it out originally in '83. Don't. I mean, the reissues are great, and they're all cleaned and polished, and they've done things to them that that they couldn't do back then. But I would tr- try and urge you to listen to that, then listen to the reissues, then listen to the tracks live, and come back and tell me if that's not the one of the greatest albums ever made. Um, of the heavy metal genre anyway of course so I hope you enjoyed the show I'm going to go and make myself a nice cup of tea um, and uh, and we'll see you next week with the next Iron Maiden now remember please like and subscribe um, please jump in to buy me a coffee um, donate it would be great help me get, keep the uh, podcast going um, it might be ads in the shows coming up um, Acast have sort of reached out and want me to start monetizing if once i've done that you don't like it let me know i'm happy to if we get too much feedback or a drop off of listeners i'll take them out but it will help me um i'll obviously you can skip through them makes no i don't care i script through mine when i when i listen to podcasts but it might it's just the way it, the, the podcast is growing again thank you to all you listeners out there particularly in america and all the strange little countries around the world i don't mean that in a way what i mean is I get a listener and it's in Peru and it just makes my heart sing. It really does. Um, all to the homegrown Aussie listeners um, and to all my 
Uh, this is in the UK and, and in Europe. Anyway, that's enough from me. Uh, go out, listen to uh, Peace of Mind, and give me your thoughts. Give me an email at heavymetaltones at gmail.com or just uh, leave a, you know, a review with what you think. Okay, um, that's enough of me, guys. Bye for now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.